to the Employer Blueprint Podcast, where we help leaders build great teams for great companies with your host, entrepreneur and leadership coach, Kyle Gorman. Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday, and you are tuned in to the Employer Blueprint Podcast. My name is Diedrich Jackson, and I will be your host today. We have a very special episode and something I've been wanting to do for a long time now. Being the Kyle's away, wrapping up some business after the Thanksgiving holiday, I've decided to put together a mashup of some of the regular content distributed to our social media platforms. As most of you know, Kyle often posts short educational videos to LinkedIn and Facebook pages covering a range of topics from how to acquire top talent for your organization or how to retain employees to even how to know when it's right to fire employees. In this episode of the Employer Blueprint Podcast, you're going to hear audio from some of these videos that have become so popular on our social media platforms. So before we jump into the episode, I want to go off script a little bit. I met Kyle in 2013 when I interviewed for a job at what was then Gorman Recruiting, and I feel like at that time, I not only acquired a boss, but also a mentor and a friend. So as many of you know who have seen Kyle in person or on a video, he has a very recognizable feature being his beard. As I was sitting in front of him at the job interview in 2013, I said to Kyle that if growing a beard was a requirement for the job, that I was not his guy because I was not able to grow one. True story. This doesn't sound like something you would say in a job interview, and it could have ended very weird, but the next week I found myself working in business development for Gorman Recruiting. So during that time with Gorman Recruiting, I also found a love for marketing and content creation, specifically in social media, and even though it wasn't what I was hired for, Kyle supported me and encouraged me to follow my passion while still allowing my skills to play a role in his organization. Most importantly, Kyle even supported me when I came to him and told him I didn't want to work for him any longer and I wanted to start my own business. So I say all that to say this, Kyle is not one of those bosses that constantly pours Gatorade over his head, celebrating his own victories. He's a very human in his decision-making and as noted by even hiring me in the first place, he's a servant leader and how he manages his team and, and the bottom line is definitely second, you know, the bottom line in his business is definitely second to supporting his employees and making sure that they're able to fulfill their dreams and accomplish their goals. So many times I hear coaches and content creators fill their one to two minute spots with things they don't practice. And if you're like me, you often wonder if they really believe what they're talking about or if it's just something they're reciting from an article they read so they can get views or likes. Let me let you know, this is from someone who's seen him when the cameras are off. Kyle Gorman is definitely not one of those guys. He practices what he preaches in life and in business. I wanted to give that short testimony because I hadn't had the opportunity to before. And um, being that he doesn't even know that this episode is going this way, I wanted to, uh, to, to, to drop that on you guys so that you know who you were listening to when you hear this podcast. So enjoy this week's episode of the Employer Blueprint as you will hear some of the short uh, audio from the videos that uh, are normally posted on Facebook and LinkedIn. And while you're at it, go to LinkedIn, search Kyle Gorman, connect with him, go to Facebook, go to LinkedIn, and also search for the Employer Blueprint. My name's Diedrich Jackson, owner of Just You Marketing, and I approve this message. How often have you heard stories or you experienced yourself? Someone getting injured or being sick, and the company's still expecting them to be at work. Maybe it's bad weather. Maybe it's poor road conditions. Whatever it is. Maybe it's a family illness, but the company expects them to be there. And I'm not saying that's always bad, but I'm saying majority of the time, that's not the way it needs to be. I actually heard a story just recently. I was talking to a friend of mine. 
He was recruited to a new company. He started a new job and he informed them very early on in the process that he and his wife were expecting their first baby in just a few months. And the employer informed him that the timing of that wasn't really great because a couple of other people already had vacation planned around that same time. And, and so they said that if he wanted to take paternity leave with their first baby, he needed to have his wife go ahead and schedule their C-section a couple weeks earlier. This is a true story of something that happened, and that's exactly what they did. They scheduled the C-section a couple weeks earlier. And so that child and their next had a C-section, which is not what his wife wanted, but it's what they felt like they had to do for him to be able to take time off. So how do you avoid the pitfalls? I'm going to suggest three things. First, treat your employees like people and not commodities. You know, the example that I... I had talked about with companies laying off and firing people before termination and, and moving jobs overseas. You know, at that point, all they're doing is saying that an individual person is really just kind of plug and play. This doesn't work out. Let's get rid of them. We'll move someone else into the role. And, and whenever we are conditioning people to understand that they are no more than a number, they're no more than a commodity that we use. And whenever that's used up, we get rid of them. Then we're conditioning that. So in your own organization, you've got to treat them like people and not like commodities. The second thing that I recommend is invest in your employees. We are causing and creating our own levels of turnover that we don't need to be experiencing. And so we actually experience it twofold because one, we're getting rid of people instead of investing in them and trying to make them better. And to, instead of trying to figure out what the issues are, maybe it's an attendance issue. Maybe it's a, um, you know, maybe it's a, a, a an internet policy that they're spending too much time on personal things like, you know, looking up um, uh, hotel rates for an upcoming trip. And if we don't want them doing those things, then, then we need to address those. We need to deal with them. We need to take care of them instead of just saying, I don't want to deal with this. I'm going to take the easy route and get rid of them, which was going to be very costly. But not only that, not only did you force your own turnover, but you added to it because now the employees that maybe aren't doing those things, are looking at it saying, the company doesn't have our back. Look, they got rid of this person over this little silly thing. Instead of dealing with it, the company doesn't have our back. So I'm going to look for opportunities externally as well. And so we're forcing turnover the employees that we need to fix, but we're also prompting turnover by the employees that we would ultimately want to keep. And so we've got to invest in our employees. And the third thing is this, we need to respect their time and their personal interests. People have lives. People have things that are important to them. We need to understand their passions. We need to understand what's important to them. And we need to take time to, to recognize that. And we need to give space for people to, um, uh, to be involved in those things. We need to give space for people to be able to have a good work-life balance, to spend time with their family. We need to give them time for their, their hobbies and their interests. We need to respect their time off. We need to respect their weekends and their nights. We need to respect these human beings. So if we can do those three things, if you can do those three things within your organization, treat them like people, not commodities, invest in your employees and respect their time and personal interests. If you can do those three things, you will start to show a sense of loyalty towards them because you care about them as individuals. And if you can do that, they will in turn see that they can be loyal to you. They will have a desire to be loyal to you and you'll create a much more cohesive and a stronger culture of a, a team culture and a team environment because now they're all working for a greater good. They're all working for someone and something, sort of this entity within your organization that cares about them and wants them to succeed.
when employees are not loyal to the companies they're working for, their overall engagement and productivity is going to go down because they don't see their job as a long-term commitment, but rather a short-term kind of stepping stone, meaning they'll be there for a while, collect a paycheck, collect some benefits, and move on when a better opportunity happens to come up. But this also leads to turnover, which can be very costly for any company of any size. The latest numbers indicate that an average cost of approximately $14,000 to hire a new employee. So this goes to show that if a company can improve employee loyalty, then it can actually save them quite a bit of money. It can increase productivity and employee engagement. It also builds a healthier team culture where employees are working kind of for the benefit of the entire organization and for each other and not just for their own personal well-being. So what's caused this problem? I believe there are a few factors. And with as hard as this may be to to hear and to accept, I believe it actually started with the employer and not the employee. Because ultimately, we've conditioned our workforce to understand and believe that employers are no longer loyal to employees. So how could we expect their loyalty in return? Let's look at a few examples of this. My dad spent most of his career in public education. And he would often make the comment to my brothers and me about finding a stable job with a stable company and sticking with it. He could never understand why any of us would be willing to go to another company or start looking for another job when we had a stable job with a stable company. The timing of these statements was nearly comical. When I was with a large corporation where we had a running joke uh, within the company that they would fire us at any time for any reason if they wanted to. And at the time, I didn't really think of this as a company loyalty issue, but that's exactly what it was. And that's what exactly what it was conditioning us as employees to understand. Because you see, we would see people get terminated for kind of technicalities that went against a very vague company policy. Instead of the company addressing the real issues and fixing problems, they would lean on uh, a vague policy that was written in the handbook and terminate employees for it instead of trying to invest in them to correct things. And when employees would see this, it it gave them little motivation to give the company 100% of their efforts as though the company was going to have their back when things got hard. Instead, the only real reason to give 100% is for personal gain, meaning internal promotions, or to build their resume for external opportunities, which, of course, also leads to turnover. Another way I've seen employers really condition employees, this lack of loyalty, Um, is when they're being treated like commodities. We've seen this quite a bit over the last 20 years and even more since the 2008 downturn. When companies have laid people off just years or even, even just months before they're to retire and be fully vested. We see companies move overseas, force employees to relocate across the country or do massive layoffs right before or during the holidays. You know, as people see this, Employers are conditioning employees to believe that the company is not at all concerned with their well-being or the impact that these things have on the person and their personal life. So what do you think happens to the 18 or 20 or 25-year-old son or daughter of an employee who's just who's been with the company for 35 years and then gets laid off? Well, they certainly aren't entering the workforce with this mentality that if I take care of my employer, they're going to take care of me. Instead, they go into the workforce knowing that they've got to look out for themselves at all costs and the company cannot be trusted. 
we may not individually be able to make a global impact on employee loyalty. However, we can make an impact in our own world. We can make an impact within our own company, within our own organization, to increase employee loyalty by first increasing employer loyalty. We just can't get discouraged when people still leave because we've got to understand we are fighting against the current, which has conditioned our workforce to believe the employer does not care about them. So why should they care about the employer? Now, we can blame other things like uh, you know, the younger workforce just doesn't have an attention span and no work ethic, and they want to conquer the world without putting in the work. And I'm not saying this doesn't play a little bit of a role, because I think that there are certain aspects of that, that that may have some truth, not just simply about this new and upcoming workforce, but really those are things that generationally have continued to happen. However, stop thinking about the global workforce and start thinking about your individual employees. Because if you take care of them, if you invest in them, if you take care of their well-being and treat them like people, like human beings, you'll show that you're loyal to them. And more times than not, they will reciprocate. Just a generation or two, it was incredibly common for a person to spend their entire career with one company and then retire. But the latest research actually indicates that a person changes jobs, get this, an average of 12 times. This means that if someone works for 45 years, from the age of 20 to the age of 65 when they retire, they're going to spend less than four years, 3.75 to be exact, less than four years average at each job. In fact, as part of our recruiting company, I often tell my clients that if they can get three years with an employee in today's market, they should probably consider that a success. And this is incredibly sad and it's a terrible shift but it's the unfortunate reality that we are operating in. You need to ask yourself this question first. Have I really done everything in my power to help this person succeed in their role? Have I clearly outlined the proper expectations? Have I helped them understand where they're not performing well? Have have I provided the resources and tools needed for them to be successful? If you can't lay your head down at night and know that you have done everything possible to help them succeed, then you aren't ready to remove someone from your organization. When you take on the responsibility as a leader or manager in your company, then this is part of what you are taking on. It's not about more money, more responsibility, more flexibility. It's about the livelihood of other people. And when you take on this extreme responsibility, and you make the decision that someone is underperforming to a point that you need to remove them, it should not come as a surprise to them. You should have been working with them along the way to understand the expectations that are not being met and make sure that they understand that these expectations need to be met in order for them to keep their position. But if you've not done everything in your power to help them succeed, then you may not be ready to remove them yet. So ask yourself that question first before you make the critical decision to fire someone from your company. Do you often feel like you can't afford some of the big benefits that maybe your larger competitors are able to pay out to employees? You know, you may be right in one aspect. However, in a small business, you have the ability to provide a benefit that these larger companies can rarely afford. And that is flexibility, work-life balance, 
employees more and more are looking for this work-life balance. They're looking for an opportunity to spend more time with family, with friends, with loved ones, enjoying hobbies and enjoying each other. And you lack something that big companies have that actually is a benefit to you. And that is you lack bureaucracy and red tape. Use it to your advantage. Find ways to uh, give people that extra time they need to head to a doctor's appointment, have lunch with a child, leave a little early to hit up a ball game or a dance recital. What few hours you miss through the course of a week, a month, or a year are, are more than made up in the reputation that you build in your business and the loyalty that you gain from your employees and the retention that you're gonna get by people knowing they get something from you that they can't get anywhere else. And that's a work-life balance because there are people they work for that care about them and their livelihood, not just simply that they come in, clock in, and get 40 hours worth of work in every week. Use that to your advantage to find great people for your company. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Employer Blueprint Podcast. Next week, we should be back to our regular format of interview-style podcast with Kyle Gorman, song credit by Stephen Keach, titled Out of the Gray. Available at soundstripe.com, and there will be a link in the description. Thanks for joining us on the Employer Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show to receive the latest episodes. For more information on how Employer Blueprint can help build great teams in your business, visit EmployerBlueprint.com. Or to inquire about Kyle speaking at your next event, visit KyleGorman.com. And until next time, make it a great day. Yeah.